It's been a minute since we've done this shit. They're ready, logged in, got the D, they're, uh... Nope, I forgot all about that. Drinking tech saying, I'm gonna lose the Muggsy Bogues. Not happening! Not happening. I don't know, man. He could be, like, sneaky. Like... He's 57 years old! Dude, I got so much work to do. I gotta create a bag of hammers table. Who would have thought that fucking... You really got them going with that bag of hammers. Jesus Christ, there's so many. <laughs> Did you read this, the shit sledge? Uh, the one that makes people poop? That, yeah, I saw it, and I glanced at it, and I was like, well, that one's going in. We know that one's going in. Hey, everybody. Welcome to the second season of the Gimme the Loot podcast, the Dungeons and Dragons 5th edition actual play podcast that's decided, yes, this is how seasons work. You're not the podcast police, unless you are the podcast police, at which point we're really sorry for most of the swears, especially the ones in the intro from just like two seconds ago. My name's Turner, and I'll be your dungeon master and host of pre, mid, and post-show announcements at least until the podcast police are, in fact, actually implemented, because we do live in a hellscape of theocratic judicial legislative doom. More on that in a minute. But first, hey, new listeners, welcome. And returning listeners, welcome back. We sincerely appreciate you making time for us in your busy podcast listening schedule. There's a lot of other actual plays out there, and we appreciate you stopping by, hanging out for a minute. Really wish we'd known you were coming. We might have picked up the place. Don't look under the couch cushions. You don't want to know what's under there. So, hey, speaking to you new listeners, this is actually a pretty good place to jump on. I normally give you guys a hard time about starting a podcast at episode 23, but what are you going to do? So, uh, we are on a new character arc. With the way our podcast is structured, each arc is going to focus in on one specific character, is going to take you to a different location, is going to mix in some slightly different genre inspirations, while continuing to evolve the overall meta plot of the world in the series. You'll find out who's up this very episode. I don't think it'll be too big a surprise, but as I am incapable of not spoiling things, read the title of the episode. I had hoped to get a little bit of a broader recap, explainer, lore tidbit out prior to this episode coming out, but a couple other things popped up that are taking a little bit more time. One of those things are uh, appearances on Jasper's Game Week uh, this year. I'll be on Jasper's Tuesday night uh, on Satine Phoenix's stream with some other really cool people helping support Jasper's Game Day, an incredible organization that uses TTRPGs and TTRPG outreach and promotional events like this to help fund suicide awareness and prevention. It'll be on the D&D Beyond Twitch stream. I was going to try and get some of the other cast members involved, but unfortunately scheduling just didn't work out. So y'all are going to have to deal with me playing different characters. I think Tuesday night I'll be playing a Warforged College of Spirits bard. I'm still kind of workshopping who that character is going to be when I come back Friday night to play with Todd Stashwick. You might remember him from... A couple of TV shows. Oh, oh, and and our, our, our guest quest of the He Came On Our Show. And Matthew Lilliard, and as well as some other cool people. 
So anyway, check out the show notes, swing on by, take a moment, support what is a a fantastic organization, a fantastic cause. I'm sure some of our patrons will show up to heckle, at the very least, if not to help support the organization, because they're incredibly good people. And I don't only say that because they help pay for the podcast. I say that because they actually have become a really cool community who do show up and heckle us in what I think is kind of a supportive manner. If you'd like to go sit at the cool kids table with some really cool kids, hang out after the episode, you'll find out how you can do that and what exactly you could get for your support. But I will get some kind of extra big recap out sometime this week if you're jumping in new so you can get some of who these NPCs are, what some of the references are. But generally, five knuckleheads are stuck together and are trying to get free. Hijinks ensue. There's a magical Winamajo and we make a lot of dick jokes. That sums up a lot of it. As a reminder, the Gimme the Loot podcast, if you hadn't guessed already, is not family-friendly content due to a mix of profanity, crude humor, fantasy violence, and gore. Any additional content warnings will be in the show notes below. I, I do want to take a second here. You know, a lot of over the last year, a lot over season one, I spent a lot of time talking about being careful because of COVID, uh, getting vaccinated, um, you know, socially distancing, minimizing your exposure and wearing your masks. Um, I didn't say that to be preachy. I said that because it needed to be said, um, number one. Number two, it was a particularly meaningful topic to me. I lost a very good friend, um, somebody who was a contributor to this podcast, to COVID. And um, I thought it was I thought it was important to reinforce that messaging. Um, COVID's not over. It's still an issue. Um, and it's something that we still need to be conscious of, aware of, and pay attention to. But that's not what I'm going to be talking about this season. And, you know, again, this is a, this is ostensibly a comedy podcast, but if you've listened for five minutes and if you haven't listened for five minutes, you're, you're certainly going to get it right now. Uh, I've never been really shy about my personal perspectives on, uh, on the issues that we face in our society or the issues that we currently face politically or the issues um, that we Americans are currently facing as a country. We are at the threshold of a huge, huge shift in policy in this country. Um, and I know this will probably date the episode a little bit, but we are at the threshold of Roe versus Wade being overturned. There's not a whole lot we can do about Roe versus Wade being overturned in this particular second. But there is something we can do this year because it's an election year. And so between now and pretty much every episode that comes out in November, you're going to hear me urge you to get involved at the local, state, and national level. Instead of telling you to wear masks, I'm going to tell you to be sure to get registered to vote. I'm going to encourage you to research your local political atmosphere. I'm going to encourage you to look into all the elections, not just the big ones, because we're at a point now where there is no more casual involvement. We are at a turning point, and every single one of us has to participate if we want things to get better. But they can get better. We can make them better. We can affect change. We can be better heroes than the party of five. We just have to step up and do it. Here's our chance. So on that note, start the show. And we are back with the party of five. And it's your boy Harlan playing Todd, a.k.a. Todd We Trust, a.k.a. your favorite bounty hunter's favorite bounty hunter, the Todd father, T-O-D-D, and T-O-D-D, the true MVP. Boo. 
that's not what T-O-D-D is an initialism for. Like, Oh, I know. I know. It's it's a rhyme. Oh, I see. T-O-D-D, <laughs> the true MVP. All right. Well, it was said so flatly. MVP, I didn't see. get the right. You somehow managed to drain the life out of it. L- listen, you, you heard the words. No flavor. Yeah. You heard the words, though. MVP was the key word in that in that statement. Right. Right. <laughs> uh, this is Andrew playing Moyle, the Warforged with the uh, with the know-how uh, of a cleric, but not the know-how to use it, the cleric abilities. We'll re- we'll retcon that. <laughs> what I love about that is just, you were unsure, like you should, you should even give like I don't know what I'm doing. I was like, I don't want to, I don't want to steal Baba's thunder, so I better come up with something. Well, I was not expecting the regular day that we usually do this on. Because it's been months. <laughs> I, thought, I thought you were going to go for the Warforged who's engorged. And I was like, no, you don't have a dick anymore, dude. <laughs> that's what I... I used that last I used that last time. And that's, that was the thing. I was like, oh, I already used that. Yeah. Did you? I think I used it. I don't know. Sorry, I don't remember. I haven't edited that episode. So I don't, uh, well, I don't have that. What's, what's happened is I think, I think it happens in a future episode, if you know what I mean. <laughs> so <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, technically it happens in the future episode. So that was that. It does. It's in the future. Mm. Timey wimey wibbly wobbly. All right. Mm. Uh, I'm Jamie. I play Eldrin Thaneros, the ranger who reached into a quiver of rhymes for maybe the last time. Oh, you know, we are at the uh, we are at the start of a new arc. Yeah. Now is definitely the time that you could make some changes, change some mojo. I think I need a new gimmick. Yeah, I think I need a new gimmick. <laughs> That's a good one to go out on. This is Jazz playing Fate, the angry wizard who will set fire to at least your balls. Wait, what? At, at least my balls? I was, I was waiting on the rhyme there. So we talked about how this would be a good opportunity to start something new. If you want to... Nope, I'm sticking to it. Okay, all right. Sticking to it. But why the balls? Wait, like, <laughs> are you giving out VD? Are you, are you, are you giving out... Are you giving out... Are you burning people? Like... <laughs> call the clap. Thunderclap isn't just a spell. <laughs> not, not anymore. I can alter that damage now, baby. Waves of crabs that just keeps coming <laughs> Straight for your test. <laughs> Thunderclap thing is burning damage. Yes, sir. Oh, no. I cast summon pus. Got <laughs> <laughs> the testicles. <laughs> it's a touch spell. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Don't worry, my cropinies, my cropinies will save us. That is Moyle's post-adventuring career, going around and doing puppet shows. It's the story of my cropinies and his trusty sidekick, Testicles. <laughs> oh. And I am Anthony, who plays Baba Tinder. Oh. Right. Hey, holy shit, we're back. It's been for fucking ever since we actually sat down and did this. Kind of not really timey-wimey, but anyway, it has been a significant chunk of time since we sat down and really got to jump into the party of five or the pentagoons as they are now affectionately called thanks lee what so just real quick because it's the toddettes no toddettes what did that not win it did not win or the toddlers i thought it was the toddettes absolutely not the toddlers it rolls off the tongue
Punk. No. The Tata did not test well among focus groups <sighs> or most people. So the Tata, <laughs> unfortunately, died on the table. So, uh, but hey, we're gonna, just really quick, just to reset the scene for everybody. A while back, five complete randos met up at a fantasy truck stop, tried to save some lumberjacks, and then ended up magically bound together and are now on a quest to try and cure their affliction as well as learning to love along the way. Through the course of that adventure, they encountered an evil Mr. Rogers in the Wild, harangued a middle manager of a failed kobold-themed fast food franchise, met Ognum the Sage, who may or may not be using them for medical experimentation, got access to a magical Winnebago, drove down to the Southern Fens, where Moyle, Mossberg, both died and came back as a warforge, learned that the lady who raised him didn't necessarily just find him in the swamp, but may have actually kidnapped kidnapped him, kind of reconciled with his dad, and then murdered some mushroom people before loading up the truck and heading back to Taliesin. And that's where we're going to pick up with our crew. Not all the way back in Taliesin. No, there's no time jump here, baby. We are picking up right in the Winnemajo, right where they left off, cruising down the road. Number one, who's driving? Tell me who's driving. Who is driving? It's absolutely not Moyle. His navigation skills are lacking. It's usually Eldrin, right? It's probably me. Yeah, I guess it's Eldrin. Yeah, usually Eldrin. Yeah. Okay, Eldrin, you are trucking along in the Winter Major. Where's everybody else? Eldrin is up front behind the modified ship's wheel that serves as the captain steering apparatus for the Winter Major. Moyle, where are you at? I'm in the kitchen. I will be here looking like I'm reading. Of course, not actually reading. Okay. Well, I know it's been a while, but let's remember <laughs> that the, the podcast listeners can't see the map. So saying I'm moving over here is not going to work. So so wh- where are you at in the Winamajo? Okay. I move. I move. One, two, three. <laughs> don't, don't you dare. Don't you dare. <laughs> I have to. <laughs> now I have to leave this part in. God damn it. Now I don't need to edit this out because I have to leave in the counting squares fucking shade. So where? First, can I retcon? Hey, this is Andrew playing Moyle, the Warforged Tentacle Lord. <laughs> Oh, save it for next time. I'm sorry. Oh, I'm going to throw out that card. I'll never remember it. I am sorry. <laughs> so, Moyle, you are you are tucked in Fate's reading nook. Is that where you're? Yes, I'm in the reading nook, which is right behind the kitchen picnic benches. And I'm uh, sitting down in front of a round table. Uh, looking like I'm reading, but of course the book is upside down. <laughs> okay, just trying to look smart. And uh, I I look over I look over at fate and uh, do a little eyebrow raise. Illiterate uh, <laughs> much? <laughs> do your does your current body even have eyebrows? It's like uh, petals or grass. It's kind of like grass or moss. Todd, where are you at? I am in the the back where next to my my, my Todd cycle, looking at it and fake tuning it up because I. I don't know anything about them. So I'm doing like kicking the tires around and kind of just fiddling with the parts. Is there a lot of head nods? Like, yeah, I know what I'm doing. Fiddling with the bits. (laughs) Yeah, fiddling with the parts. All right, give me a slide of hand roll there then, champ. A 19. Ooh. Oh, fuck. Somehow you don't manage to fuck God it up. damn it. 
All right, you actually managed to find some loose bolts on this thing and tighten it up and uh, find a couple of places. Because remember, this was uh, assembled by lizard men who had scavenged together these from the bones and fossils of giant lizards and crocodiles from the swamp, cobbled together with mechanical parts they scavenged from various mercantile guild trucking rigs. So it's got a very, very water world, but on land and with teeth vibe to it. And you actually managed to find a few places where, you know, if this thing had gotten driven again, would have very likely have fallen apart and secure it. So good job, Dodd, I guess. <laughs> Fate, where you at? Fate is in his reading nook, uh, sitting across from Moyle, also enjoying um, the last chapter of the uh, the book he got while we were at uh, Gundren's camp. And after trying to complete that, he's, uh, he's decided that, that, you know, he's just, he's not a fan. Like he, he understands it, but it's just this is not meant for him. Quitter. No, I'm finished. He's finishing it, mm-hmm. but he's he's done with it, and now he's just like you know this was this was a, I read it, but this was not for me. Fate sets down a modern guide to dick wizardry on the table. <laughs> Bubba, where are you at? Uh, Bubba's in shotgun. So it's, it's basically like a small ship's wheel on almost like a pilot's yoke on the Winamajo, and whoever's not driving can push theirs forward, and it clicks forward and leans up against the front of it and gives you a little bit more leg room. And you guys are cruising along. Is there anything you guys want to do? It's going to be a two day drive to get all the way back to. Taliesin, especially since you want to skirt around the edges of Hiko because that's prime Tritherion territory. Remember, Hiko is controlled by the Papacy of Tritherion. It's a theocratic nation with a puppet leadership that is directly run by the Church of Tritherion, which you guys don't have an antagonistic relationship with, but you're not necessarily on the best terms. Him having rolled your personal timelines forward, constricting the amount of space that you can be apart from each other and reducing that down to just 500 feet. So still able to move freely about the cabin in the Winnemajo, but you guys are definitely sharing a one-bedroom apartment until you get this straightened out. So, but is there anything that you guys want to do while you're while you're riding back before we hit that first stop for the night? Wait, do you, do you have that orange theorem book that you got? Um, actually, yes. Uh, funny, funny that you ask. Um, I just I just finished reading it, and I've got to say there was quite a bit of interesting information. Lots of things about how I could maybe tune tune my body into a better shape. Swollification. Um, by managing managing what it is that I you know put into my body, treating it as a temple, and um really uh, fine tuning how I treat my body and trying to find a more robust and direct method for um, um, improving my body and the way it functions and in, in, in the exercises that I can do. Oh, okay, okay, okay. Was there a chapter on calves? I, actually, yeah, yes, there was. Why? Why do you ask? All right, then I'm, I'm going to need you to come up off that. Uh, I can give you this... Uh this hat of wizardry, it does not quite go with anything that I wear. I've already got a hat. <laughs> you know, I have, I have, I saw that hat when you picked it up. Um, you know, at first glance, I wasn't. Just, just real quick. I'm sorry. Just a reminder. The pork pie <laughs> hat of wizardry. I, I do recall. It is douchey on purpose. <laughs> so. Right. Yes. Yes. I am aware. <laughs> yes. I, I saw that hat when you picked it up. It was, I was not a fan of it at first, but you know, it's, it's kind of grown on me. I would, you know, if you, if you wouldn't mind, I'd be happy to trade you this. This, uh, this, this, what is the, the Tome of Orange Theorem? Yeah, yeah, if it's got that chapter on, on calf growth. I almost thought you needed a magic spell to get grow your calves because I've been trying things and it doesn't <laughs> quite work. <laughs> 
Well, so if, if you do know a magic spell to grow calves, that'd also be great too. But until, until then, I have heard tell of such a spell. Perhaps in the future, if I can find something, I I might I might help help you out. But um, is it calves or cows? Is it like <laughs> a cow growing spell? <laughs> Roll a perception check for me, uh, Fate. All right. Don't look down at my calves. Oh no, that's where we're going, baby. <laughs> that's exactly where we're going. This is how fucking Todd ends up with chicken legs. Canonically. Oh no. <laughs> Sixteen. <laughs> As you hear Todd ask about a calf growing the spell for the third time, you glance down at him and yeah, you know, Todd wears a lot of leather and you're used to adventurers wearing leather pants. But you notice, man, leather pants normally aren't baggy. Like it seems like that he's got a little bit more room, especially from the knee down on those things that you would expect somebody who is a strong 5'8 to be carrying, especially as much jumping and flipping and climbing that he does. But Very athletic, very nimble. It's almost like, well, no, are those bell bottoms? Nope. Those, that's definitely a straight cut. Flare pants, yeah. <laughs> Damn it. Beat me to it. Beat me to it. <laughs> That is definitely a straight cut. I didn't know Jenko made leather pads. But no, it's um, it is uh, it is very much probably that Todd is really could, could use some extra leg days in the mix. You, you know, um, yes, I, I look back up from his calves and I look him in the eye. I will, I will absolutely keep you and your calves in mind if I happen to come across that spell. Okay. Can I also roll a perception check since I am nearby? Absolutely. <laughs> 18? An 18? Does an 18 allow me to perceive those chicken legs? <laughs> yes. Yeah, it was a DC 10. They're not a tough DC to spot the chicken leg. <clears throat> I overhear Fate staring at uh, Todd's legs. You overhear Fate staring? I stare really loud. <laughs> His eyes are, are loud. <laughs> Loudly staring at your chicken legs. And, uh, and I'm like, what is he looking at? Because I can hear him talking and he's very clearly looking. So he's 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 speaking with his eyes. And uh, I say, are those chodecopter's legs? Are those chodecopter's legs? Those look like flamingo legs. And I see the uh, I see the orange book. And I think, yeah, Chocopter used to eat carrots. Maybe that's the problem. I don't know that you ever actually fed Chocopter <laughs> for the half of an evening that you had them, but <laughs> sure. Unless Moyle carries a supply of carrots with him at any given time. But yeah, you almost wonder for a moment, Moyle and Fate, whether or not when Todd had been turned into a chicken multiple times now, if perhaps there was some kind of lingering, <laughs> lingering effect to that spell. It was a side effect from... <laughs> <laughs> Oh no, you caught the, the Moyle curse on your legs. <laughs> what cur wait, what curse? What? The Moyle Dick curse. <laughs> Excuse me? What? <laughs> what? What, are you, what are you talking about, Fate? He doesn't remember. What? Excuse me. So, Todd, thank you. Um, I'm gonna go I'm gonna go try on my hat. And he just takes it and goes in the back. And right as he goes into the room where the bedrooms, you just see him hit the uh, the Michael Jackson thing where he tips the cap, but not from the front, but from behind where he smooths criminals that joint <laughs> and he steps into the room. <laughs> okay, so just a reminder for anybody uh, who didn't keep track of the magical items the guys never used. <laughs> the Tome of the Ohm Orange Theorem is kind of a combo of the man. Manual of Bodily Health. It's basically a book that at the beginning of the week, 
week, Todd now can declare, okay, I want to have a strength day or I want to have power or I want to have endurance. And that'll either add one to his decks, one to his strength or one to his constitution for that week. The catch is he has to talk about working out and his diet obnoxiously during that time period. So mile times will come up, how much he presses, what his keto diet is what his routine is. So not that big of a change for, for Harlan. The pork pie out of wizardry gives fate access to a broader range of cantrips, but he does have to tip it and either go milady or something else douchey when using it, which when coupled with his new pentahedron fucking disadvantage is really going to make fate the life of the party. Social interactions, we, we are in trouble with this crew. Baba is really going to need to step up because he's the only likable one left at this point. So. <laughs> Are you saying that the pork pie hat gives fate more charm? Yes. No. (laughs) I am saying the opposite of that. You guys rumble on down the road without running through any, really any impediments. The path is clear as you're cruising back. You are having to drive a little bit from memory. The navigational globe set into the cabin of the pentahedron is tied to the locator beacon, which finds your stabilizing agents. It's not like a it's not like a full blown map system. So you you are having to kind of trace your not trace your steps, but trace your tires, trace your smile, <laughs> whatever the hell uh, you would say for a a magical three wheeled Winnebago on down the elevated highway, and then at Nashtow, getting back onto the regular roads and kind of skirting the edge of of Hiko as you head north into the border of Dakinan soon where Taliesin is located. That's right, whoever drew a map. It's right at the corner of Taliesin and Amsoon, right at where those two meet up. I, I do have a, a map I have sketched out, which is really terrible. I will post that to the Discord so you guys can kind of see, but you weren't too far off from what you what you drew. Um, I think it was Saganato who drew, or was it Dreken who drew, uh, drew that map? You're not going to make it straight in one shot. You guys are going to have to pull over and bed down for the night. Do you want to stop at a like, find a small town? Do you guys want to stop at a save point? Do you guys want to just pull the one Major over and camp out, or how how are you guys handling the the end of the first day's travel? Mm, fate would absolutely request that we stop at wherever we can get the best dinner. Okay. Any other requests? Uh, I'm fine with getting a good dinner. It's been a while since we had something, you know, not cooked by Todd. Does the Winamajo get drive through? Can we go through the drive through? Are we too tall? This is a man who just received the Orange Theorem. <laughs> <laughs> you got to remember that the waypoint, the save points. I'm sorry, they were rebranded to save points are set up to support long haul caravanners. So the magical vehicles that the, the long haul caravanners drive are, are very similar in dimensions to the Winamajo. So yeah, actually you guys could drive into a waypoint and drive up to a duckies and grab something from the duckies or drive through a Durger King and get some food there as well. If you're wanting to actually stop and get a meal, remember each waypoint does come included with its very own duckies bar and grill, uh, which is where we started the podcast off at uh, our start adventure. Sorry, adventure, not podcast. We started the adventure off of this. Or you guys could you could stop in Nashtow, go down to the quarter, get some seafood and some gumbo. Or you guys could go a little bit further along and try and find a, like a smaller town. What are you feeling? Oh, gumbo. When I, when I road trip, we got to get to the destination as fast as we possibly can. Drive through is my uh, go, right. my go to. If you want drive through, I need everyone to write their order down because I'm terrible at it and I will get it wrong. Uh, so please, if you do want that, write it down. Boom. All right. You guys are going to Burger King. What is each of your characters Burger King order? A double burger with cheese, uh, <laughs> some burger d- fries, no salt, because if you tell them no salt, they have to make them fresh for you. <laughs> And and the water. And the water. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, my God. Ooh, just as douchey in order as as Todd get everybody's... (laughs) 
I'm... They're going to spit in that one for sure. <laughs> Moyle, you don't eat anymore, but would Moyle put in an order to Eldrin? Moyle will put in an order. He is going to ask for the wheat shots, uh, a full pint of wheat grass and uh, bean pies and uh, two bean pies and a large order of fried plantains. Okay. I don't think they have any of those things. (laughs) Well, Moyle will just be disappointed. (laughs) Fate, what would Fate's uh, Fate's order be? Um, so Fate's going to ask for a a medium well flame grilled double durger, but hold one of the durgers, put it to the side. On that one, he wants it extra crispy, so that way when he gets done with the regular durger, he can come back and get that that fried up durger to get some texture differential going on there. Yeah, we'll see if you get that. We'll see. If you get <laughs> then he wants the the finest ale that they've got. But he only wants half a glass of that fine ale, and then he needs another half glass of the best wine that they've got available. Okay. Baba. Uh, Baba's getting the uh, triple Durger. <laughs> he needs the three meat. <laughs> one at a time. I kick it. And some onion rings. <laughs> I don't ever want to hear you say he needs the three meat ever again. That is is not not savory. It's not okay. He needs the three meat. Eldrin, what do you... uh uh, Eldrin is going to go. Uh, he was hearing somebody talk about chicken legs, so he really wanted a chicken sandwich. And then uh, he's just going to get a large uh, onion ring as well. So you guys roll into the save point, pull up into the Durger King. Eldrin rambles off this complicated and uh, of questionable moral character order. Durger doesn't seem to object at all. You guys pull up. There's a small exchange of currency. Eldrin is handed three bags back, and you guys pull out of the, the save point head on down the road. Very quickly, you realize what you've been handed is a bag of meat, a bag of bread, and a bag of sauce. Yes, a bag of sauce. <laughs> the Durger King is not known for their customer service, but so you have a bag of patties, a bag of bread, and a bag of sauce. It was the was their response to your, have a nice day! <laughs> is the meat cooked? Yes. Oh, it's, it's absolutely uh. cooked, yeah. <laughs> it is flame grilled. Durger King is known for having the flame grilled patties. All right, guys. <laughs> no, no fries. Just nothing else. No, uh, strangely enough, no fries. Bag of meat, bag of bread, bread, bag of sauce. Just meat, bread, and sauce. All right, so you guys truck on down the road. What's what's the sleeping accommodations? Uh, you guys pulling over? You gonna try and get a room? We can sleep in the Winnemajor. Yeah, yeah. Why, why are we sleeping? You might as well. Why are we sleeping? Someone else just get the wheel. There's no sleep on these on these road trips. Are you going to drive? No, no, no. That's not me. <laughs> yeah, see, that's what I thought. But, that's what but, I thought. But, 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 on these, but, on these, but on these road trips, we don't need to. Todd needs his beauty rest or whatever, right? Uh-huh. We can do the elf trade off, though, right? Probably. Yes, what? El- elf cycling? Yeah, you guys could do that to keep driving through. There might be... Well, let's roll with that. Oh, boy. That's cool. If you guys want to keep doing it. If, if Fate wants to take over the... Has Fate ever driven the Winamajo before? Uh, he did once in the middle of a fight and then everybody got mad at him. So he never did it again. Oh, God. <laughs> so if Eldrin and Fate want to do a, a swap out, then they, they certainly can. All right, Fate. Now, I'm going to give you the wheel here. Just remember, it handles a little bit. Uh, it's, it's a big boy. So, you know, don't don't take the turns too tight or we'll flip the whole fucking thing over. Uh, just just be careful. Fate takes it. Nah, it's making notes. Don't turn tight. So who's going where to sleep? 
Moyle will be uh, sleeping right next to Todd. Wherever Todd goes, Moyle will be <laughs> leering over. <laughs> Baba goes to join. Uh, goes to the big bed. Baba goes to the big bed. Moyle stands looming over Todd in one of the singles. Eldrin, where are you going to meditate? Eldrin is going to stay in the driver cabin in in one of those back seats, the the benches. Yeah, there's two couches behind the big captain's chairs that that steer the Winamajo. The cabin of the Winamajo is very much decorated like a very fancy doctor's parlor from uh, from the 18th, 19th century. All right. So we got Eldrin and Fate up in the cab with Eldrin trying to go into his meditative trance. We've got Todd, Baba and Moyle in the bedroom. Eldrin, exactly. How do you go into meditation? Eldrin kind of just sits crisscross applesauce and uh, <laughs> and puts his hands on his knees and just kind of slowly slows his breath until he is breathing very slowly, closes his eyes and uh, goes into his meditation. Baba, how are you bedding down for the night? Are there any nighttime rituals for Baba as he gets ready for bed? Yeah, he kind of combs his fur. Kind of wet now, so I guess he kind of wraps himself up in some towels or something. All right, he, he casts his water. He casts his water bubble. <laughs> he just he lets his water bubble kind of sit in the corner. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> so he, he don't he don't like to sleep with wet fur. It's just not it's not cool. You're, it's not like you're soaking wet. It's just perpetually moist. Like that. I got out of the shower and toweled off, <laughs> and didn't get quite all the way dry the first time uh, I toweled off. Like a sweat. <laughs> it's still uncomfortable. He's just gonna, he's going to leave a spell in the corner. You would definitely leave a wet spot in the. Um, well, this did not pan out. Okay. <laughs> and he knows, you know, they know about him peeing in the bed. He don't want anybody making assumptions mm. that that's still a thing. So, mm. yeah. <laughs> oh, God. I didn't even put two together. <laughs> Todd, nighttime rituals for Todd? He does 25 push-ups before he goes to bed. Every night, 25 push-ups. Gotta keep the body tight. Is he talking to the fucking mic while he's doing him there, Mr. Lounge Barker Lounger? <laughs> <laughs> he does sometimes, but no, he does his 25 push-ups okay. every night. Gotta keep the body tight. So you guys settle in. Wait, I don't get to say my routine. Oh, I'm sorry. What is what is Moyle's routine? My bad. Sorry. Oh, thank thanks for asking. Okay, so we're just gonna go ahead and move on then. <laughs> what's, what's your routine there, Moyle? Moyle's feet they like to sink into the floor because now he's got these like root feet. He's like a a plant man essentially. He's like a, a tree trunk sort of person, and he looks down at uh, Todd while at his legs and thinks to myself, "Is that the measure of a true athlete?" He knows about Todd's uh, sprinting ability abilities and and he's thinking he's looking at those legs and he's thinking to himself all that and that tiny package wow and and Moyle's eyes closed uh well you, you don't have eyelids anymore so they just if you want to go blank screen you can go blank screen a little bit the, the light can dim a little bit but Moyle, no more eyelids oh i thought it was like data no it's when you go to sleep as a warforged you're still aware of what's going on around you you're just in like pause it's just like somebody pushes pause on you for all intents and purposes you are you are conscious of your surroundings but you are inactive or that's what would be if you could actually get rested. Baba, and you curl up on the bed and then you curl up the other way, start tossing and turning. Todd, you do your push-ups and then lay down and just, just, just cannot get comfortable. So you get up and you do 25 crunches and get back into bed. I still cannot get comfortable. And then Moyo, you keep trying to go into that, that power down state, but you just, every time you start to go into that period of, of semi-consciousness, it just something jolts you back into awareness. And same thing, Eldon, you cannot find the meditative calm to get into get into your peace. You guys are currently unable to rest. Motherfucker. <laughs> Where's that guy that cast sleep? Is, is, is he here? 
fake, fake. Eh? Give Eldrin the wheel so you can cast sleep on me. I need to go to sleep. What? Need my rest. Are you are you having trouble falling asleep, Todd? Yes. Um, uh, uh, you know, normally I don't do this, but um, I guess I'll uh go ahead and do it one more time. <laughs> <laughs> With the snap of the finger, just boom, like salt bed, but all the sleep dust goes out across Todd. And- <laughs> Roll your hip dice, my man. That's not how sleep works. Hey, I, I'm just giving the description of what's going down. <laughs> all the dice. That's not going to do it. Ooh, that is a uh, 41. That's not going to do it's it. 41 total. The sleep kill me? <laughs> no sleep the damage. No. No. How many hit points does Todd have? Oh, 37. You got him. Oh, it is going to do it. Never mind. Todd flumps down into the bed face first, kind of three quarters on and one quarter off. And having asked fate to solve the problem for him, he seems to be okay. We'll find out whether or not he actually feels rested when he wakes up. Mm. But n- that doesn't solve the problem for anybody else. Yeah, Eldrin is annoyed and goes and draws a bunch of dicks on Todd's face, so. (laughs) (laughs) I'm clearly face down, he said it, but. (laughs) I'll allow it. I'll allow it. Put socks on his horns. Yeah. (laughs) Dips his tail in warm water. That's for the mushroom mate. Todd, give me a constitution saving throw to see if you pee yourself. Seven. Not in the leather pants. Unfortunately, when Eldrin dips his tail in the warm water, Todd. That, that is not how tieflings work. It's an urban myth. Everyone knows that the tail is a tiefling's pinky, you know. <laughs> it's an urban myth. It is not how it works. All right. We already established tail shrinkage in this universe. Don't make me go further with it. Right, what else are you guys? Todd is out. Could I use motivational speech on everyone to fall asleep? <laughs> what does motivational speech do? It, it motivates everyone with a speech. <laughs> uh, you address ally staff or innocent bystanders to exhort and inspire them to greatness, whether they have anything to get excited about or not. Choose up the five creatures within range that can hear you for the duration. Each affected creature gains five temporary hit points <laughs> and has advantage on wisdom saving throws. If an infected creature... Wait, 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 wait. You've had this this whole time? Dude, let him finish, man. Come on. I'm sorry. I was like... That has advantage on the next... You're asleep, Todd. Shut up, Todd. That has advantage (laughs) on the next attack roll. It makes once an infected creature loses the temporary hit points granted by this spell the spell ends for the creature so you can certainly cast motivational speech uh, and you can even flavor it as a bedtime story to the crew it however will not help you with your current situation mm-hmm. okay uh what about command uh you could cast command on somebody to cause them to sleep what's the duration on command i think it's like 10 minutes and find it can i ask how long he's had this motivational speech that gives advantage on wisdom saving throws oh i've had it he's been trying to do it for dude he's <laughs> been trying to use it on the podcast longer than he's been trying to use glyph of warding and longer than he's been trying to make people poop their pants for damage <laughs> it, like yeah. listen to our show no, this dude <laughs> we're kind of doing well there are times where i need wisdom saves and i've never had an advantage like i'm like wait this he can give advantage on wisdom saving throws and i've never had one tossed my way yeah, yeah, and plus five, no, whatever. <laughs> what? It's a spell slot, though, you know. But it's also initiative order. I can't, I can't just like throw it out. It's a minute casting time too. You have to do a pre-battle. Yes, oh, do okay. an actual yeah. pre-battle speech. Yeah. Got you. Okay. Command is one round, six seconds. One round of sleep, which is eight hours, because you need a good, healthy eight hours of sleep. You could cast that on somebody one time. Fate or Moyle, give me an Arcana check. All right. And Baba, you could give me an insight check. And Eldrin, you could give me a nature check. Okay. 
Todd, you're asleep because mm-hmm. you you just solved this problem for yourself. Mm-hmm. <laughs> mm, Fifteen mm-hmm. on a nature check or on an arcana check. You said insight for me. Yeah. You said arcana for fate. Seven for me. I'd also accept religion. Well, ooh, twenty for fate on arcana. Yeah. So Eldrin and. Fate, you guys come to the same realization from different directions. Eldrin, you, not just for, for a matter of being a ranger, but spending time in Dak, spending time out in the woods in Dak, have, there's a certain level of attunement to yourself and to the world around you, and you just feel out of sync right now. And you think it may have something to do with your stronger bond to the elemental link that your pentahedron shard is attuned to. And Fate, that's the, the same thing with you. you. You go, wait a minute, we've become more tied to our elements and we now have these abilities that refresh that are tied to the elements when we rest. So we may have to do something with the elements to rest is, is kind of your aha moment. Mm, damn it. Uh, let's see here. Is there any dirt around? <laughs> if I get in my water sphere? You, yeah, you, <laughs> could, uh, you could fashion yourself a little water bed using your water sphere, Baba, if that's what you want to try. Yeah, let's do that. Right to sleep. <laughs> Eldrin looks for some dust around the Winnebago and kind of like uh, sprinkles a little bit on his hands and kind of rubs it all over his pants. Uh, Corbin? Corbin, my man? <laughs> <laughs> There's actually a tub. I forgot. There is a tub in the uh, bathroom of the Winnebago, Baba, if you would want to put the, your watery sphere in that tub and sleep in the tub. Okay. You could also just keep the watery sphere suspended above. I like the idea of when you lay down, it kind of bubbles out except for your head. <laughs> and then when you wake up, it kind of soaks back into you <laughs> as it regenerates. Yes, I'll take it. Eldrin, you're going to need a little bit more than that. Mm. You're going to need at least to be either laying on top of bare earth or at least one of your extremities submerged in like a, like you can go back into the Winnemajo and find a big potted plant, like a big fern that was put back there and pull the fern out and then drag this big terracotta pot to the front of the cabin of the Winnemajo. All right, yeah, put my feet in that sucker. And then shove your feet down into that thing and boom, meditation achieved. That leaves fate and Moyle to figure theirs out. And theirs are a little bit more esoteric because uh, Moyle's used to be wind, but that's not necessarily the case anymore. Uh, And fate, you're really more tuned to magic in the ether now than, I mean, Todd is fire. So that'll give you an idea of where that's got to go until next time you guys try to rest. Uh, Which, by the way, Todd, you're going to wake up, you're going to have one level of exhaustion because even though you were asleep, you didn't actually rest. So you will not get the benefits from a long rest. You will suffer one level of exhaustion. And then whether or not the guys tell you that you have to have some part of you in contact with the flame to actually rest going forward will be their call. I have to be in contact with fire? It's too bad I didn't stick his (laughs) hand in a a hot fire pan. It's like a little flame. Because remember, you're fire resistant. So just like a candle or something. We'll, we'll figure something okay. out. Yeah. That's what I thought. Yeah, you don't have to be like on fire. Could you listen to music by Dylon? <laughs> Would that count? Uh, it's fire. So I heard what's name does testicle fires. <laughs> <laughs> Where'd you hear that? That's a rumor. Don't be telling lies about me. What are you talking about? <laughs> <laughs> if, if you want fate to cast in flame testicles on you. <laughs> 
so Moyle, uh, something psychic related with you, fate, something magically related with you. Ugh. Okay, so wait, fate's still driving. So are we talking about like after his shift is over? Yeah, after his shift is over, you you drive on through. The guys are still resting in the back. Eldrin finishes his meditation, pulls his feet out of the, the pot of earth, and then engages uh, the wheel and takes over, and it's your turn to meditate. And actually, fate, you can solve both Moyle's problem and your problem, two separate effects, but... I have an idea, but I'd love to hear what fate has in store. Fate is very much at a loss, but he has an idea. Knowing that his attunement is too magic in the ether itself, he has a charm now that uh, he has planted that is uh, magically attuned. So he reaches down to his ankh with that new jewel embedded and begins to whisper just uh, general... um, magical um um, what's the word i'm looking for here abracadabra magical phrases uh incantations incantations that's the word i was looking for magical incantations uh towards the charm to try and uh, get it to communicate since he knows that it whispers to him from time to time are you actually casting a spell no nothing happened nothing all right well then um moyle um are, are, are you not tired i am uh, well, I, I don't sleep the way that y'all sleep, but I could use some rest. Uh, could I have Baba's sister read me a bedtime story? Would that be psychic related? <laughs> Baba has to be raging for that to happen. And he is currently asleep. Oh man. Yeah. <laughs> it's the, I don't, I don't want to read everybody's mind. <laughs> yeah. Oh, there you go. That's what it is. Yeah. Well, that, well, that's what I was going to say. That's what I thought it might be. But I was like, yeah, that's too easy. It couldn't be that. Turner has given us all this stuff that I've forgotten. Oh, but there's a catch. Yeah. I, uh-huh. yeah. There's a catch. Engage it, baby, because this is our new weirdo mechanic that I'm going to do. Yeah. It's going to come up every time you guys do a long rest. All right. <laughs> I got, I, you know, I rolled a 17 on religion. Okay. So you get a feeling that it, it involves the psychic link, Andrew, that uh, having the psychic link engaged might infuse you with enough psychic energy to go into offline mode. Okay, let's uh, let's initiate Link. Okay, go ahead and roll a D4 for me. Who? Eldrin? Moyle. And we're going in one through four. It's in order of the same intro order with Moyle being left off. Mm. So it goes one is Todd, two is Eldrin, three is Fate, four is Baba. Yes. Four. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's a four. Oh, hell yeah. All right, Moyle, as you shut down and go into your restorative state, you know, normally your eyes dim, but this time something different happens. As you guys are bonded psychically, a projection shoots forward very R2-D2 Princess Leia style. (laughs) But instead of a tiny little princess being rescued, it's Baba's dream. And now every time you guys take a long rest, Moyle has to be liked, linked in cyclically. We'll do a random roll and you guys will have to describe what you're dreaming as Moyle projects it out into the world. So, Baba, oh, no. what's going on in your subconscious? What's what's Baba dreaming right now? Yeah, I meant to text you guys in advance of this and say, hey, <laughs> dream sequences galore, guys, this season. You better start coming up because every time you take a long rest, Andrew is going to put your innermost thoughts and desires on display. Can we say like one of my roots reaches out to find whoever I roll? Sure. 
so that I have a physical link to do the psychic link. If you want to make the psychic thing physical, that is certainly within the, the purview of your ability. So you branch out like a tree, like a vine or a root. It's a root and it's just looking for whoever mm-hmm. I roll. Yeah. Like, I don't know, because I'm turned off. So it's kind of doing its own thing. You're in rest mode for sure. Yeah. So it, it, it goes out and it slithers around Baba's, uh, Baba's toe. Right. And again, these can be as literal or as abstract, as pointless or... Or as ab- absurd, go go full dream logic, or go very literal. Your decision. I know this is really putting you on the spot, Anthony. I'm sorry. I, sh- I meant to get to text you guys on the fr- in advance on this. All good. So Bob is having a dream about this tower that he is climbing the outside of. He knows he has to get to the top. But he seems to be climbing for an infinite amount of time. He just keeps climbing, climbing. He goes past clouds. He goes past, he goes into space or to the heavens or whatever he believes is up there. And he, he just all of a sudden the tower disappears and he falls and falls and falls and falls. And then he wakes up and he's wet. <laughs> <laughs> Fate, you want to take a shot at what yours is? Mm. Um, imagine I've got to cast something on myself. Yeah, ma- mage armor. Yeah, fate has to be underneath a spell effect in order to, to meditate now. Yeah, I figured that was so on. All right, so so because of the fact that I need it, yeah, he'll just... All right, well, I, I can't... Um, I'm going to be tossed and turning to make sure nothing uh, attacks me while I'm trying to get some amount of sleep. So he puts his hands together over his zonk, says a quick incantation and prayer for protection and <sighs> mage armor over himself. All right. Having solved my nap puzzle, <laughs> uh, you guys managed to trundle on the rest of the way home, pull up to the gates of Taliesin. Eldrin, who's driving at the time, leans out the window and hands the guard your guys uh, citizenship cards, thinking that surely this will never be a challenge for him in the future. Uh, and then you guys pull on in. <laughs> Some people get Heroes of the Realm. I pretty much get the equivalent of a middle school slumber party. And you know what? I don't know what I'd, I'd do if they like, uh, we're, we're good to each other and like a team. I don't know what I'd do. I've never gotten the chance to find out. Anyway, announcements for this week. Dodd continues to pop up on the pop-up film cast, so be sure to go over there and check him out. Jamie is still serving up video game news and reviews on 3 Angry Gamers. Be sure to check them out in the show notes below. Did you ever wonder what we look like in person? Did you ever want to be really disappointed? You know, I mentioned at the top of the intro how I'm streaming this week for Jasper's Game Week. We do that every week, although usually it's for a much more self-serving purpose. That's right. We stream every Thursday like clockwork over on Twitch at 7.30 p.m. Central. Content ranges from PvP matches with other podcasts and streams to interviews with other types of creators to occasional character workshops or role-playing tips. Um, Lately, it's been a lot of community involvement as we've gotten the opportunity to talk to some really cool people. Uh, We've got a bunch of cool guests coming up this month. So be sure to get over to twitch.tv forward slash gmdlcast and click that follow button so you can get a notification when we go live. And follow us on Twitter at GMDLCast. Notifications pop up there as well. Plus, if you're not in our patron Discord, Twitter is generally where we'll drop announcements and all kinds of new stuff. We've got some really cool updated character art coming up for Season 2 as the guys have gone through a lot of changes. And that's where that'll eventually get dropped. The Instagram is out there too. I'll occasionally get something up there, but it's at GMDLCast for all that stuff. 
Hey, while you're out there in the interwebs, clicking on stuff and following and diddling, uh, go ahead and head over to whichever podcast platform provides you with your entertainment and click subscribe. Maybe some stars. Yay for reviews. Like this recent review from Shini the Megami that says, I love this. I learned about y'all from the recent fight night with D&D Minus, and I'm so glad I did. I'm only on the fourth episode, but I love it already. Todd is quickly becoming my favorite character. And while Sheenie clearly is a poor judge of character, they are a good judge of podcasts. So thank you so much for the five-star review, Sheenie. We absolutely appreciate the feedback. Hang in there. Todd will disappoint you just as much as he's disappointed the rest of us. Would you like to hear your opinion called out? Give us a review. Use your words. Tell us who your favorite Party of Five member is. Tell us who your least favorite Party of Five member is. Fate desperately craves your validation. Go ahead and feed a little bit of that ego. But not Todd's. Never Todd's. Look, I, I know every podcast asks for this, but it really does help our visibility and our growth. We are still a, a smaller TTRPG podcast, and the more the more clicks we can get for the algorithms, the more likely we are to get in front of other people. 40% of podcast listeners decide what they should listen to next based off of what pops up in that feed. And your stars and, and comments drive those feeds. So we absolutely appreciate you taking the extra time to do it. Right on. That'll do it. Back to the show. And are you guys, so are you going straight to Ognums? What's the, what's the plan for now that you guys have hit town again? Oh yeah, we're going, I'm going to Ognums. Yeah, I said Ognums. Wait, no, I'll take the back. There's one place I do need to stop at. I need to just go to the market and acquire a weapon because I am currently weaponless. Oh yeah, he sold, he sold his bow. Okay. Back scratch. So uh, are you going to the Mages District, the Marshall District? Are you kind of just going to the more touristy downtown center? What kind of shop are you guys looking for? Uh, I'm gonna, you know, Fate was really thinking about going to the Marshall District, but he just realized that's not his scene. So he's gonna go touristy downtown. He's got an idea. You know, he's thought about this for a while because, you know, he, he had his, his bow staff that was, uh, it, it worked for him, but it wasn't really well suited for helping him get away from anybody who did manage to get close enough to him. So, you know, he was like, I'm, I'm, I'm magic. I, I do magic. That's my thing. And I, but I do need to be able to find a way to defend myself. And, and all the weapons he could think of, the closest thing to a wand he could come up with was a rapier. So he's going to go and try and find a really nice rapier. Okay. If he can't find a nice one, he'll settle for a basic one, but a rapier. So if you go to the more touristy section, of downtown and you can find just a big kind of mega store called the Tales of Taliesin. <laughs> and as you you walk in a Asimar just decked out in this bejeweled plate armor, a long flowing glowing hair, two-handed sword plants down in front of you and goes, well met adventurer, you've chosen to enter the most wonderful city of Taliesin. And now have chosen quite wisely to enter in a shop of wonders. And then he stops and looks you over for a second. And he goes, wait, y'all fucking are from around here, right? What do you do? This is, I, uh, this is okay. Just, you know, you, what, what are you looking for in particular? Can I help you with anything? Um, do you actually carry any weapons of like, you know, a actual, you know, martial value? I know this is mostly just for, you know, uh, the kids and whatnot, but if I if I wanted a <laughs> weapon that I could potentially kill someone with, could I acquire that here? Yeah, dude. No, we sell all our stuff is is real stuff. It just looks really flamboyantly like bedazzled. It's very bedazzled. Perfect. 
Okay. Uh, and he goes back and it's like a big wine cask and in it, there's like all the different sword hilts sticking out of it. Again, bejeweled and glittered. Some of them have like a little button you push and a little lighty spinny thing spins around on the bottom of it. And he sorts around it and he goes, oh, okay. All right. And he pulls out a functional, but very, very, very loud rapier. And he brings it over to you and he goes, here you go, man. That'll be uh, eight gold. Fate is so happy with this purchase. Not only does he pay the eight gold, he tips him another two. Oh, oh, okay, man. Thanks. Have yourself a good day. See see you around. This is exactly what I came here looking for. Thank (laughs) you. I mean, he's just waving it around like he's like skywriting. It's like, yes. Uh, oh, yeah. Thanks, man. Uh, cool. <laughs> you paid money for that thing? Does it dispense candy? He starts directing music with it. Oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> Give me a just a straight luck roll. Let's see if this thing's got a built-in Pez dispenser. Oh, man. <laughs> Is that the lucky or the unlucky? Oh, come on. Eat that crit. Pez dispenser. Damn. That's a four. It does not. It does not. Fate, fate, you spent some time kind of trying to flip open the bottom, but you realize that that bottom jewel was just glued on and you pop it off. And you're like, oh, crap. And you lick the bottom of it and smack it back on. And it, it will occasionally pop off from time to time and you have to re, re-stick it. And no amount of super glue will get that to stick back on, man. It's some kind of weird plastic. You've got to lick it before you stick it. This guy just licks everything, huh? So he's, just, he's back to licking stuff. Just random. He licked his finger. He's back to lick his stuff. All right. So you guys pull up outside of Ognum's lab. You pull up into the Winnemajo Bay up along the side of it. Get what slightest whiff of just an incredibly rich baking smell rolling out of the house to the west of the, the warehouse building. And then going through the side door, which is attached to the little Winnemajo carport and the door swing open. And Ognum is hard at work at the examination apparatus that he subjected you guys to last time. He's fine-tuning it, almost as if he knew you guys were on the way back and were going to arrive here at any moment. Mm. <laughs> he doesn't turn around. He just kind of holds his finger up and he goes, Ike, gentlemen, I'll be with you in just a second. If you would please be sure to stay in the safety zone. We wouldn't want anything bad to happen to you. Okay, now having waited long enough to see if any of you would step out, <laughs> social experiment accomplished. Uh, now... <laughs> He turns around and you can see he looks a little bit worn, like a little bit tired, like he hasn't been sleeping well. But otherwise, it is Ognum. It's your boy Ognum, your your sage, your service provider, your general practitioner, the guy who has been uh, providing you with some guidance this entire time. He goes, oh, gentlemen, you're back. And oh, my God, what happened to Moyle? Moyle, over here, quickly, quickly. I've never been more excited. Uh, Moyle uh, saunters over. Oh, hi, Ogno. Hey, oh, uh, you, you sound different even. And you don't, I would have figured there would be like a deeper timber, almost like almost a, an optimized, optimussy voice that uh, optimussy, optimussy <laughs> prime. We're just, we're rolling with it. Do, do me a favor, Moyle. Stand on the red X over there. You get to get examined first. <laughs> how did it, how did it go, fellas? Uh, mostly good. Hmm? Most, mostly. <laughs> we succeeded. Yeah, we did do that. We yeah. did a lot of other stuff too. Mm-hmm. More, more, uh-huh. the, the more that you know, as you can see, he's he's different. Oh, I know. He, it's, it's quite fascinating. It, like the entire time you guys are talking to him, he's like nodding. He goes back and he pulls what could only be described as a steampunk Marvin the Martian esque Tesla coil cannon. And oh, that's very nice. Yes, that's right. He's lining it up with. It's got a big, cartoonishly large wire crosshair that he's lining up with Moyle's chest. Mm, you don't say. Oh, okay. Oh, what what ex- what exciting adventures did you have? Did you meet Did you meet some interesting people? Uh, 
I mean, we 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 uh, we met an old woman that cursed Moyle previously, uh, former artist known as Moyle's uh, penis. Uh, uh, we met her. Yeah, yeah. What the, ar- the artist formerly known as <laughs> Moyle's penis? What? Well, <laughs> <laughs> he's his the old Moyle. Old Moyle. Oh. What are you talking about? My cropanies? Are you talking about my cropanies? What? Yeah, old Moyle uh, <laughs> had had a dick curse apparently uh, from from his old mentor. Uh, we met Moyle's dad. That was fun. Uh, yeah. Oh, uh, fascinating. Yes, we met my papa. <laughs> fascinating. Did <laughs> you hear like as the charge cycles up? I think now, Moyle, I'm going to need you to stand extremely still for this, or there could be serious repercussions. Uh, are you ready? Doesn't even wait for you to respond. Clicks down on a button. A bolt of this silver energy streaks outward, slams into your chest, which causes your pentahedron shield and stabilizing agent to flare into existence, which then sends a pulse of energy out, which causes everybody else's shields to materialize and stay floating there. And he goes, oh, that is spectacular. What? So Moyle obviously has a new body. Now I see what you meant, Fate, when you said that he died and came back. Now that makes sense. Could have explained it better at the time, but (laughs) you're not very good at those things for an academic. (laughs) Uh, uh, So what's different, guys? Uh, Obviously, Moyle has got his shard. It looks like the the little shield thingies have developed some dish. Yeah. uh, We also have seemed to have some some setbacks. Uh, Like, (laughs) seems like we can't be quite as far as we were before. And... uh, and uh, have some some other issues sleeping now, uh, which is kind of weird. Hmm. Mm, interesting. So the further attunement to the elements to which your your pentahedron shards are bonded, that makes a little bit of sense. You know, the the pentahedron itself it, it is tied to existence, and when it shattered, it aligned itself with the some universal constants and the the Platonic solids. Uh, Platonic, the Plato, the famous dragon. You're familiar with him. We all know who Plato is. We I think we've done this before, this bit before in a previous guest. So anyway, <laughs> and each one of those has an association with an element. Um, and as your bonding with that element grows, so be your dependence upon that element. So it makes it makes sense that you may not be able to to reset your reset your energy or re- return yourself to a natural state without engaging with that element. That's that's very that's that's fascinating. But the distance, like we 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 expected the distance to get smaller. We we explained that. You guys remember Nelam Ratwa. That's what happens. The whole reason you're doing this is not to turn into a goo monster. <laughs> you guys are gonna get but you you should have plenty of time before that happens. Yeah, unfortunately, we kind of ran into Tritherion, and he kind of what? Wait, oh, oh, oh. I'm sorry, what? <sighs> yeah, yeah, yeah. The, the Colonel Sanders-looking motherfucker. Uh, he, <laughs> he, uh, he he ran into us, and he told us uh, some stuff. He didn't have some very nice things to say about you. Uh, you mean you mean famous Amsunian cavalry commander? Uh, Colonel Sanders. Yes, I am familiar with him. He is a he, that guy is a douche. Yeah, fond of his chicken though. Um, <laughs> yeah. So, mm, um, and you said you met him? Yeah, he just kind of strolled up after we uh, we got the shard stabilizing agent, uh, and uh, it just monologued the shit out of us. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he, he, he did. Huh. He used a lot of words. He said said some things and huh. made some sentences, and we yeah. 
<laughs> but he he really didn't have many nice things to say about you for whatever reason. Uh, oh, I am not popular with the Church of Trithereon at all. Called you a crazy scientist or something like that. And uh, that's, well, that's that's certain perspectives. <laughs> oh, by the way, thank you. He turns off the rate. I'm going to need uh, definitely a blood, uh, hair and stool sample from each of you. And he starts handing out little containers. Like, no, what you were saying about mad scientist? Uh, wait, what? Uh, wait, do I have to do this right now? Like, well, I mean, <laughs> never, never put off today, tomorrow, what you can do. Something saying, um, you know. I can't do all three. Uh, wait, 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 so there is no blood in your stool? Is that what you're saying? Oh <laughs> wait, wait, what? <laughs> God, <laughs> what are you eating? I am extremely concerned about your diet now. <laughs> okay, wait a minute. All right, now wait. Todd, Todd only ate the sauce from the sauce bag. <laughs> okay. Uh, just, just a fucking Camelback of fucking special sauce, like fry sauce that Todd's been sipping on for the last. He wants all three specimens; they just all come in one jar. Just like this is it. This is what I got. <laughs> so he didn't learn when fate got done eating the entire tub of sauce. Oh my god. Uh, uh, okay. Well, whew, gentlemen, that is a lot to unpack. So you guys had an encounter with a deity. And he just let you walk away. That's um, extremely more magnanimous than my encounters with him or his paladins. Um, I, I am a big proponent of the arcane art and of multiversal existence theory, which is in direct opposition to the canon of Trithereon and this being the one true reality and Trithereon being transcendent above all. And so, like, my whole thing very much contradicts with the tenets of, of what he likes to put forth. And I may have blown up a few of his uh, zombie paladin things. Those guys, they are an issue. If you ever run into them, please be extremely careful. They're not really zombies. That's being a little reductive. They are bonded to a spiritual artifact where they remove their soul and place it into a little incense sensor on their on their belts. And as long as that incense burns and that, that sensor is with them, they can't be killed. I mean, you can kill them, but they will knit back together and come back to life. Yeah, we've seen some of that. He calls them his guardians in, in a very pointed video game reference. Um, <laughs> so they are very dangerous. I would absolutely recommend that you stay away from him. Uh, so, okay, gentlemen, cool. I think I've got what I needed. Is it? I have a, a, yep. a motorcycle that I'm calling the, the Todd cycle. Uh, okay. Yeah, Seems like there could be a better portmanteau than that, but okay. <laughs> I uh, I'm I'm gonna need some some upgrades to it. You think you can handle it, Todd? Um, am I am I a mechanic, Todd? Well, I, I would like futuristic updates. You don't have to just you don't have to change the oil or anything like that. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Interesting. But if you did change the oil, that would be looked upon fondly. Interesting. Th- that would be nice. <laughs> it would be. Me. And sure, Todd. Why, why don't I go ahead and change out the muffler on your hot rod? Would you just mind uh, knitting through the interdimensional weave of reality and taking, capturing arcane energy and channeling it into a uh, a super collider uh, while I'm at it? I am giving you a stool, blood, and piss sample. The least you could do is put like an interdimensional gun onto my my, my cycle. I don't, I, Todd, I'm not a mechanic. 
There are a number of artificers that do work on the edge of the Marshall and the Arcane District. I am sure you can find someone down there to help you out, but that's, it is not my cup of tea. In fact, the Winamajo, the reactor in the Winamajo, I don't even know how that works. I just cast protective magic around that and then tied it into the systems and leached off of it. I mean, I suppose you could charge other things off of it, but that's not my cup of tea, man. I'm sorry. I, um, I could, um, I could, you know, cast lightning bolt on it if you think that would make it, make it go. Is it electric? I don't know. Not, I'm not, I'm not your guy. Guy, guy, I'm sorry. Um, <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> no, no chopper, no crapper. Tell him, Todd. <laughs> when I see the blood samples and the stool samples and the hair samples, lest we not forget the hair samples, gentlemen. Uh, and let's go ahead and let's throw some fingernails in those jars while we're at it if we can. And if anybody has a loose tooth, that would be awesome. And if anybody would like a loose tooth, let me know. That can be arranged. But that is part of our arrangement where I provide you with guidance and help you resolve your situation. These are critical elements I need for my experiments. To make your life better. Are you going to do some weird shit with this or? Oh, absolutely. But not anything that's going to hurt you. <laughs> okay. I, I beg to differ. Um, you're asking for blood. Uh, name, could you please expound upon how you mm. plan, plan on getting blood from us without it hurting? I'm, I'm not getting the blood out of you. You're getting the blood out of you. I'm not hurting you. How you get your own blood. Todd <laughs> shit it into a jar. That may have been uncomfortable, but I don't think that hurt him. Uh, he's like a sea cucumber over there. It's impressive. I'm pretty sure that might be some lower intestine in there. Are we really going to spend 30 minutes on the samples? <laughs> because I didn't think that was on the agenda. Some of you have shit to do that you need to get to. You make me bleed my own blood? Fair enough. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> you actually, I probably can help, takes like a, a sap tap and kind of knocks it into your side is like, and drips out a couple of drips. There we go. Uh, and I will just take some scrapings here. Uh, I don't, do you, do you defecate? That's very, very invasive. Do you defecate anymore, uh, Mr. Uh, Mr. Moyle, or is that... Do you eat? What, what is the whole situation here? <laughs> the whole situation? <laughs> but, butthole. Butthole. Oh, what kind of scientists are we not knowing what kind of situation I'm in? <laughs> Never seen a tree man before, eh? I could dissect you if you... Again, not a biologist. Uh, you're a warforged, I believe. Not a tree man, but okay. Uh, you definitely have some organic elements in there. I could dissect you or vivisect you if you like. Then I could I could get to the heart of it. But I didn't want to just start poking in the inner bit. Uh, right, what with you still living and us being workers, well, associates. Uh, uh, are you what? are you okay, Ogno? You seem to have choked just now. No, that wasn't me. <laughs> I don't know what you're talking about. I'm not drunk. You're drunk. <laughs> 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 what? Uh, so Ogno collects his samples from you guys, realigns uh, the uh, the tracking module in the uh, in the Winter Majo. Who did you guys want me to set this for next? Uh, Baba, you seem to have some pressing concerns that we uh, needed to see about. Yes. Yes. We we need to uh, get to my family immediately. Ognum, would it be at all possible that uh, that maybe his stabilizing shard and family are maybe in possible directions? Are they in possible direction? We established when we had an earlier conversation that his his was in Sama. Listen to the podcast, huh? Fate. Uh, so uh, I don't I don't know exactly where he lives, and it's it's far enough away right now that it, it's just indicating the continent. As you know, the tracker as you get closer, it zooms in more and provides you a clearer picture. So step one would be get to get to Sama, and then step two would be look at the map again. <laughs> okay. Well then, uh, Baba, it is. Uh, do, All right. Do we have uh, a good way to get the Winter Major to? 
I guess we can take the map out of the window major, huh? Yeah, it's detachable. Mm-hmm. It's like a sphere, right? Yeah, it's like it's like a globe, like a ball. Yeah, it's like a globe, and it shrinks down when you detach it from the from the housing in the window major. It actually shrinks up and shrinks down. We took it into the swamp. Oh, uh, oh are you asking if the window major can drive through the ocean? Unfortunately, not. Cur- it is watertight, but I uh, it would take me an extreme amount of time to convert it into a boat, and I don't think you gentlemen have that amount of time, but. I was working on getting a weapon systems for you, but unfortunately the contractors I hired just did not produce the desired effects. <laughs> Damn. Shitty contractors. In fact, I may be leaving town for a little bit for the next couple of months as I deal with the consequences of that. But in the meantime, is there anything else I can do for you gentlemen before you head on your way? And Baba knows where we need to go to get boat passage. Right, because we got the um, yeah. So you've got you know the token right. from the mercantile guild, which basically gives you and your you know your plus fours passage on any mercantile <laughs> guild ship. There's two really big ports on Nomir. One of which, well, there's there's a couple. There's Nashtow, where you guys pass through, and while that's very heavily mercantile guild controlled, that's primarily exports of the the fuel that they pull out, and it's the bigger tankers. And while even the mercantile guild does say any boat, they would frown pretty heavily on you taking one of their fuel tankers. Where you're at in Taliesin, uh, the closest port would be Toba to the north up through Cardana. So you guys would head up north through Cardana to Toba. Um, and there's a big fishing kind of a little bit more neut- neutrally aligned port there. That's actually where you landed, Baba. Remember, when you originally left Sama, you were trying to get up to Normir. But the captain navigated too closely to the inner whirlpool or the inner current around the Godspire. Right. And it shot you to the northern channel, um, which caused you to end up and land in the Bay of Toba. So you'll be going back to that original landing point and then kind of disembarking from where you started your journey, kind of coming full circle. Okay. Uh, I was just making sure Baba had that knowledge of how to get to. Oh, yeah. Yeah. What's ironic is you worked your way south and that's how you ended up at that waypoint originally where you met these chuckleheads as you are trying to work your way south to Amsoon, to the Seed of Nations, um, and, and to, you know, Amsoon is also very well known for its martial academies and trying to enhance your fighting abilities for your ritual challenge to become the next Oba. But then these guys happened and that kind of has thrown plans yeah. aside. But Whoops. you definitely have learned yes. learned some new fighting tricks along the way, I think. That's true. Has anything else weird been going on with anybody? Uh, Todd does exist. That is an oddity within itself. Has has my has my water bubble gone like the time cycled like uh? Oh yeah, absolutely, absolutely. Yeah, you you are you are back to being being moist again. Todd is glowing a little bit. Fate is over, will over explain any question when given the opportunity. Yes. Eldrin's got a little bit of a pig pen um, thing going on. Ognum, I can um I can do this now, and I do the water bubble. Great, Scott. That that see that's that's the elemental alignment. Exactly what I was talking about. That's fascinating. So your water, um, hmm, Todd seems to be glowing with an inner fire almost. That or is that body paint? Is he? Did you guys go to a rave on the way? Uh, I don't want to know. Uh, Eldrin, are there still penis? Penises on his face? Oh, there are absolutely still penises on his face. Because <laughs> <laughs> he realized it yet? Nobody said anything. Nope. And neither does Ogden. Ogden's alone. <laughs> this is not his first rodeo with y'all. 
Like, oh, Todd's, it's total like war paint where the dicks come down over his eyes <laughs> and then curl around and point at his mouth. So it looks like you know, like he's going for like so he was going for something. Um, but you know, that's Todd. Fucking like the ultimate warrior, but with dicks. Yeah. <laughs> so uh, <laughs> fate is uh, that's a good uh, synopsis for our podcast too. Like the ultimate warrior, but with dicks. Um, <laughs> Um, and then Moyle, of course, is just a fucking tree guy. So Fate tries to very calmly go into explaining what all has gone on. And he goes right back into his uh, Manny from Ant-Man uh, spiel of <laughs> over explaining everything and rapid quick fire. Just so, you know, because I, I personally can't recall all the details at this point. But um, he starts firing off and over explaining every last thing to uh, to Ogden is in as much detail as necessary to annoy him immediately. As soon as you start, he's oh, okay, okay. And he's just, he just goes back to what he's doing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, right. Okay, sure. Mm-hmm. Fate, you got it, buddy. Um, <laughs> You're the man, Fate. <laughs> think, Fate, Fate or Tater, whatever you say. All right, cool. Do you guys need anything else from Ogden before he shoes you out? No. No. Okay, no. gentlemen, let's remember, before you go, you guys owe me a delivery trip. So go do whatever errands you need to go do, uh, and then come back, and I have a special mission for you. One that I think you'll enjoy. It may get a little bit weird because of the uh, overall chronology of the way that things developed, but we'll figure out some way in the introduction to make the timey-wiminess <laughs> of the Zeppelin episode fit in here. But uh, So go go run your errands, then you guys, uh, we have a courier mission to do, and then when you get back, you can go about your way uh, with a, uh, a freshly reach, uh, 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 freshly uh, maintained Winamajo, uh, and uh, and uh, with the knowledge that your your sage is hard at work explaining the universe based off of the findings he gets from experimenting on you. Oh, and and making sure you don't turn into a goo monster. You're welcome. As helpful as he sounds when he says it, he still frightens me. Is that is that true for anyone else? I think everyone frightens you. I mean, he's got. F- Five cups of poop in front of him. I mean, he's, he's a weird guy. <laughs> he's still standing right there. He just <laughs> tapped me. I didn't even know I had sap. Gentlemen, I'm going to go ahead and turn on the defenses. You have 30 seconds to leave. And then just clacks and starts me, me. Okay, bye. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, we leave. There's nothing more refreshing than a good old Ognum interaction and the constant looming threat of disintegration. You know, it's time to thank our Patreon supporters and show off what they get for supporting the party of five. So thank you to, oh, no Todd supporters. Guess we'll just have to skip him. But a roboticized private eye, Brian, Bryce, Colin, Dean, Dreken, Eric, Gibbons Camp, Jason Douglas Rice, Ken, Korobe Nikki, Luke, Miles, and no good Patreon name this week, too busy with good yarn to think of one. Todd God for MVP. Moyle is more than willing to provide you with all the freshly tapped syrup you could ever need. I mean, you know where the tap's going, so you're brave enough to put that on a pancake? Oof, you are the hero we need in these times. Gair the Sleepy Norwegian. Hannah, Yogan, the Badger 1230. Thomas Jacob, Tor, Arn, Mich- Michelson. If you look really closely at the dicks, Eldrin drew on Todd's face. You can see he worked your names into each one individually. That's how much you mean to him. Andrew, Bill, Dragonborn Lady Fate Simp. Every time Fate tips that hat of wizardry, know that he's got a milady saved just for you. Ben, Matt Ross Jones, Saganadal, Zork Fox, and 
Resident Alpha Patron Lee. That's it. It's Baba Time Bros. Onward and upward. I promise your guys' episodes will see the light of day sooner rather than later. You saw how good I do with that prologue slash epilogue shit, so uh, I promise we will get that out there to you. <laughs> really promise. I swear. There are some great episodes, and I will absolutely try and get them worked in. So, what is this fine group of people? And we mean fine in the most objectifying, pandering way possible. Get for supporting the Party of Five. Access to special video content like the Tournament of Champions 2.0, which the first round has contained upsets. The final round of Moyle versus Baba will be published up this week. We're going to try and sneak a couple more in here uh, throughout the week and get at least three or four of those out this month until we crown a new champ and award them with the Gimme the Loot Championship belt, which was funded from support like generous listeners like you that are going to give the guys something even more to be even more toxic and competitive over. So thank you for that. You horrible enablers. But also additional lore posts, including eventually one on Sama. I promise you'll get the lore post before we get there. The Hunter's Party, a supernatural rewatch and homebrew podcast, which we're getting back up to two episodes a month on that. So we will be grinding those out even faster. Episode outtakes, the MVP show, which is back as of the back half of this episode, which will include the level up details for the party of five. So a lot of a lot of extra bits and bobs behind the scenes stuff. Any of the video content that we produce that's not collaborative content that after it drops off on Twitch is available exclusively to the patrons. Our collaborative content is always goes up on our YouTube page. Anyway, it's a lot of stuff. We're working on more, more to come for sure. Uh, so head on over to patreon.com forward slash GMDLcast for exactly what's out there and what's on the horizon. If you support now, you actually, and this is hard to believe, unlock 171 exclusive posts. Now, I know there's some like announcement posts in there, but even let's say like there's like 10 announcements posts, that's still over 150 extra bits of content you get for supporting the Party of Five, supporting a podcast that is continuing to take that support and invest it right back into the show. You know, when you listen to the, the quality of the audio that the guys are able to produce now, when we started this show, it it really is is startling, and that's a hundred percent possible because the support y'all have shown. Um, we are we're grinding away at those Patreon goals. We'll get Harlan into those leather pants yet. We're one patron away from uh, Jamie in the Tingle costume. I I chip away a little bit more of that uh, Harlan supercut edit every single weekend, um, but don't don't want to delay a regular episode just so you guys can hear Harlan not not remembering his password. But uh, but a lot more cool stuff to come. Absolutely appreciate it. But but look, but you know, times really are still kind of weird. And if you can't support financially, we we absolutely understand it. There is still a way to help out the party of five, the Pentagoons, as so named by resident Alpha patron Lee Gary. Tell somebody about the show. It's that simple. Friend, coworker, tell your priest. Lord knows this should come up in confession. Also, stop talking to priests. One in five people decide to listen to their next podcast based off of the recommendation of a friend or family member or someone they know. One in five. If we lost that, that would be like losing one of the Pentagons, like Eldrin. And those dicks aren't going to draw them on Todd's face by themselves. So get out there, tell somebody about our little corner of the TTRPG actual play multiverse. We'll know. We'll know. And we'll appreciate it. On that note, I think we're good for this one. Welcome back for season two. I am so fucking excited for where we're going to go with this. 
I, I really, I really am stoked for what Anthony's going to get to do with Baba. The, there are things that I have been wanting to put into the podcast, but I have reserved back for this bit. We're finally going to get out there. And if I talk anymore, I'm going to start spoiling shit because you know I can't hold it in. So on that note, I'm going to shut up and, and get out of here before I say something I shouldn't. And of course, hope you enjoyed the show. 